not that anime is odd, but going to see like an anime in a theater is kind of odd. Seeing anime in a theater is odd, unless it's a unless it's a very artsy theater. Seeing anime in a theater is is a bit odd. Yeah, and especially seeing live action anime like in a theater theater where they act it out because the animators' hands get very tired. Right in a theater, t h e a t r e, a stage anime. You might say, right? A stage anime like those are pretty. Yeah, those are those are rare indeed. Welcome to Game Life Balance US, the American edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. We're a lifestyle podcast hosted by adult gamers trying to juggle our hobbies with the increasing demands of the real world. Check out our website for links to connect with us on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and more at GameLifeBalance.us. And if you like what you hear, then please leave us a review. I'm Stargate Pioneer from the official GunnaGeek.com podcast, a proud member of the GunnaGeek network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeek.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. Here we go. Jonathan Martin, my co-host and colleague in this episode of Game Life Balance, United States of America, where freedom reigns supreme. <laughs> in the podcast version of this, you can cut in like the eagle screech from the start of the Colbert Report, right? I might, I can I could, I it's, might. It I needs won't. to like because I feel like it needs to. It needs to be there. Speaking of Fourth of July, so you didn't so, say my name. You're Cody Goff. You're like the most American American that I've ever met. That's sad but true. You it's bleed. Sad but true. You bleed red, white, and blue. You bleed it out of every pore. Mm-hmm. So speaking speaking of Fourth of July, so we had one. We just had a Fourth of July, and I I don't know if I understand fireworks. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Like I don't know if I understand the appeal to them. Does that make me not a man? Does that make me not manly enough because I don't like blow, I don't like blowing stuff up? That makes you a woman. That makes me a woman because women don't like blowing stuff women up. Women don't like blowing stuff up. Okay. So, you know, like we're we're sitting around after the 4th of July. Our 4th of July is a little different than most because it's Casey's mom's birthday. We had we hosted about 15 people at the house. It was a long day, a lot of getting prepared for that and the actual doing the hosting part. And then when everybody left, you know, it was like 6 o'clock and we just, we were ready to chill out. Right, we're ready to chill out, but but six o'clock is not chill out time on the Fourth of July for normal people. Like the party may be just kind of getting started, or at least is only about halfway done because it's not even dark yet, and and darkness is where the true magic of the Fourth of July happens. Right, so it's like six o'clock. We're already kind of exhausted. My son goes to bed at eight, so like that's when he's in bed and asleep. And at like nine o'clock in my neighborhood, that was kind of when the fireworks started. And I was I was sitting there, and it was just it sounds like I, I, legitimately, unless you're watching them, it just sounds like there's a bunch of gunfire around your neighborhood. Yeah, and explosions. Yeah, it just it sounds like gunfire, um, and it's really obnoxious. And all I could think of, all I could think of the entire time was, I swear to God, if they wake my son up, I am gonna go out there and be pissed. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, I am such an old man. Like, such an old man. That is what old men would do. And I'm not even, I'm not even angry about it. Like, (laughs) 
I'm proud of that fact that I would be pissed that they woke my son up from from sleep because I want him to sleep so I can have some time to myself. Right, sleep is important. Yes, everybody knows that. So I I don't know. I I think Fourth of July, like until I don't have babies anymore, I think it's it's kind of lost all of its appeal to me as a holiday. Because what else do you do other than get together and drink, which you can do any day, right? Yeah, you blow stuff up. You try to blow other people up. Um, you drink. You barbecue. Barbecues are pretty good. We did do a barbecue, but that's also something you can do any weekend of the summer. Like the only thing special about Fourth of July is a weekend is you get the day off work, which which is phenomenal. Don't get me wrong; that's amazing. Uh, but then there's also these things called fireworks that happen at the same time. Those are it, right? That's what makes the Fourth of July. Also, America. Right, America. There's a lot of America that goes on. Did you listen to Nickelback? Because that's a very American thing to do. Isn't Nickelback a Canadian band? Yeah, but it's still a very American thing to do. <laughs> no. No, actually, we didn't listen to any Nickelback. That wasn't something that happened. Uh, that's, that's kind of unfortunate. And to our Australian and other listeners, we should... we should. You keep calling it 4th of July, but it's known as Independence Day to those who enjoy Will Smith movies. American well, Independence, which ironically is what most other countries celebrate... When we leave them alone. Uh, yes, the day that America left us alone. Right. That is a day that most countries celebrate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, so you as a country, uh, if you are a free country, if you're not a free country, you're probably not listening to this. If you are, thank you. Uh, but <laughs> to, to those of you in free countries that are listening to this, uh, you probably have a different Independence Day that you celebrate. Um, Something tells me, though, that it's probably not as obnoxious as the way that we Americans celebrate Independence Day. Yeah, probably not. So this is going to be kind of the theme of the episode, is a little bit of the the variation in our weekends. But that's kind of a common thread, the fireworks reaction, because I went to Blake's. Our friend Blake had a barbecue. Sure. And his neighbors across the street are either Chicago Police Department officers or they are best friends with Chicago Police Department Chicago Police Department officers. They their fireworks display that they were setting off in the street had to have been conservative estimate $5,000 in fireworks. And I'm not I'm not even exaggerating. Like this isn't even a joke. They <clears throat> They had the ones where, you know, it shoots up and it explodes, like the big, you know, industrial strength fireworks. Okay, a lot of people cross to Indiana or wherever and get a couple of those. No, they did it for about an hour. Not nonstop, but, you know, they would go in waves. So they'd set up a whole bunch and then they'd have the, what's, is it the Roman candle is the one that just fires over and over again? Yes. Yeah, there was a guy, there were two guys and they had these just cannons of sparklers and they kind of walked up and down the street shooting them, mostly straight up because there were some trees on the, down the street. Also people, there are people around. Dude, every neighbor, five houses in either direction came outside. There were people that set up lawn chairs and brought chairs from their kitchens outside to sit and watch this. It was a legit fireworks display. They were just exploding, they were just exploding literally hundreds of fireworks and then there was sure. the finale as we were walking away and and our friend john russian john tried to grab me and be like no they're about to do the finale and i was like no they're they're done the, f- the, f- the finale they did a finale we walk we're, we get half a block away and it's like boom 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 and the whole sky is lit up for several minutes just a finale like massive display of fireworks 
and we're we, talking all legal fireworks, right? They're all they're of course they're legal. Of no, no, course they're legal. legal. A cop cruiser comes by at one point and stops, and uh, some guy from across the street runs over, goes up to the guy in the cop car, talks to him for a minute, gives him a fist bump. They both laugh about something, and the cops just drive off. Okay. So, yeah, like legit, this is this is completely illegal, and but I had kind of a similar reaction to you. There were a couple of people that went inside from our party because they were too loud. Because some of the sure. fireworks, some of the fireworks, not even the ones that shoot up, some of the ones on the ground just sound like bombs. Well, there's a, I mean, there are fireworks that are specifically designed just to be loud. Like they don't even look like anything; they just explode and be real loud. That's the point of them. But there's no fire involved in that. That doesn't even make sense. No, but the, those, like they, that was in fireworks shows all the times, all the time when we were kids, all the really? time. Really? Yeah. Like that's just a, that's a thing is just to be a really loud firework where it explodes just goes boom and shakes the sky and shakes your chest and makes you feel like a man. All right, do you remember a video game where a guy says, "I am the president of the United States of America"? Air Force One. No. The movie. The movie. Get no, off my plane. It's in a video game, and I can't remember which one. They ran it at Awesome Games Done Quick a couple years ago, and. This is the United States of America? No, is he it, says, it, you play as the president of the United States of America. I'm looking for it right now, and I can't remember. I really wish... Bro Force? No, it is Metal Wolf Chaos. Oh, you know what? I remember that. I remember that, yes. Yeah, uh, from a Kotaku article from 2014, I do not support or endorse Gawker Media, by the way. I hate them, but but whatever. Uh, from Kotaku, uh, Metal, Gear, Metal Wolf Chaos is a game which opens with the President of the United States exploding out of the Oval Office in a mecha suit, sporting more guns than the NRA's wet dreams, is how it's, how it's posted here. I'm actually going to screen share this for our YouTube viewers because uh, I just, I because I can't not basically. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. just. Uh, and and really, really, this is, and really, what it is is this is what this is a Japanese video game. This is kind of what the rest of the world thinks of America, isn't it? It it kind of is actually. My girlfriend and I, whenever we watch any British or foreign TV shows, we always note how the Americans are portrayed. And in Doctor Who, for example, they are, they always have guns. They, and they're always really <laughs> angry. And, and the same actually goes for a lot of Spanish language media because she's in the Spanish language media. But I don't know. I, I just, I started screaming unnecessarily patriotic, hyperbolic things during the fireworks. And, and it was- Like it, you do. It felt very American, but I, I, I. But the point of that long, awful story was that I kind of agree that some the noise. I'm not into the noises. It's like just shut up for five minutes. And in the city, it's of course even worse because you've got somebody else doing a mini display every block I, in every direction. I, I'm ass- yeah. I'm assuming that there's that there's twenty people on every block that are setting off fireworks and and bottle rockets and other crap. I mean, it's, it's worse there. in some neighborhoods than others, but certainly where we, we where we were it was was pretty insane. Sure. So I don't know. So but other than being traumatized by Independence Day, you grilled and you did the traditional things and that was fine. Yeah, and I flew an American flag. I mean, I I wore an American flag and only an American flag the whole day like you do and no it never touched the ground. And then I I burned my body because that's what you're supposed to do, I heard. Mm-hmm. I heard you just burn burn the whole flag. You listen to Hulk Hogan's entrance music over and over again? That's the only thing that played. Okay. Day. Okay. Actually, 
actually, uh, it was Brian. We did a Pandora station, and of course, it was Brian Adams was the Pandora station. Who's and Brian that's actually, Adams? That's actually not a joke. A very a classic, classic rock artist. What art? Boys, of, he... bo- Boys of Summer. Is sing that... a lot about sing a lot about cars. Is it a song? Boys of Summer is a song, but he he has a lot of songs about cars. How does it go? Is it's about the boys of summer and how they're gone. The boys of summer are oh, gone. Oh, it's the one that goes, ain't no holler back, boys of summer, ain't no holler back. That one? That's the one. Okay. Cool. Yep, that's the one. I dig that song. Yeah. Are you drinking right now or are you recovering? I'm recovering. We just, we needed to detox after. The, the barbecue was um, foot-long hot dogs and then like sausages and brats and spicy sausages, except... You know, we did, it was a potluck, like you do when you get together with family. So everybody brought a dish, and so my and so, you know, my wife set up a salad. Somebody's bringing a salad. We were providing the meat. Somebody's bringing the booze, and my wife made two appetizers. But then two other people also made appetizers, and then like three other people also made desserts that they were not scheduled to bring. So we had enough food for like thirty-five people. This like, always it was, happens to you. It was the most food I have ever seen at a family get together. I mean, it was it was at the point where I I even felt like it was a little ridiculous. No, I, I mean, like this always happens to you. They did not say they were bringing food, so like like they didn't say they were bringing these other dishes that they brought, and so like we just we had we always have a lot of food at family get togethers. We had more. We had we had too much food. It was too much food. I mean, to the grill, it was good. This happened at your son's ba- like baby shower or something. Too. I'm sure it did. There I'm was, sure it did. There is another podcast specifically where you talked about how everyone brought too much food. And you and, and I think it was that everybody brought two desserts was the problem. If you have 15 people and 15 people make a dish for 15 people each, you are you are you are now serving 175 people. See, that's that's math. That's not appropriate. It's not an appropriate amount of food. And that's what happened. That's what happens every time. I, I you were close, two hundred twenty-five. No, it's two hundred twenty-five. Yeah, you were was, close. Yeah, I, I you, was. You got, you got my point. You got was, my point, though. I was impressed for a minute. Either way, it's it's more people. We could feed far more people than we had at the party, but we had a really good time. It was fun. Well, happy Independence Day. I do like celebrating what our forefathers did. I don't really like celebrating anything we've done since. But I don't know. The guys that had the initial idea for the country had it pretty good. Yeah, it's all right. So. There's that. There were USA chants uh, following two concerts that I attended this weekend. You went to two concerts? Oh, yeah. Oh, I went like, to... Was I it, did so much. Was it like a twosome concert, or was it like one and then another day you went to another concert? Another day I went to another concert. That is... That's effort. Because, like, big concerts, they are kind of an all-day affair a lot of the time, aren't they? Uh, so, depends. It depends okay. on what, what drugs you're doing. Like the first one, I just tied off in the parking lot. Easy. I don't know. What the, I don't know what that means. So, I think. I think that's is slang. That her, is that heroin? I think that's like you, slang. Like you, like you tie off your vein for because you tie your arm. Sure. Right. I don't know how heroin. I don't do drugs. Winners don't li- do drugs. I literally have never heard the word the words tied off. I just am kind of making an assumption. I saw it on a thing. It, w- it must have been it's, a telly. Oh, it, if it was on a thing, it must, then it was probably it, true. It was probably on the telly. I think it was on the telly is what happened there. Okay, so you tied one off in the parking lot. It actually sounds like you pooped. Like It sounds like you pooped in the parking lot. 
that's pinched one off. That's totally different. Okay, so you pi- so you <laughs> yeah. so you pinched one off in the parking lot. Yeah, that's before what the first concert. That, so I pooped in the parking. Yeah, that sounds good. There was a guy selling mushrooms on the way to one of the concerts, so that was exciting. I mean, you live in Chicago. That's not surprising at all. No, not at all. So I I did do some things this weekend that we we could get into if you're into that. It's a segment we do. We call it life stuff. I'm into literally nothing you ever have to talk about. So I want you to talk about you it. You might be into this. I had, dude, okay. I had an action-packed weekend. Okay. I'm, so, I'm ready to hear it. So much things. Thursday, I saw the Book of Mormon. I'm really jealous. Uh, it was very expensive and very worth it. That's all I have to say, really. I mean, did you get, like, particularly good seats? Or was it just, like, this was what was available? We got we got um, second, row, second row. I usually try to sit. I almost, every time I go to a, a live show or a concert, I almost always sit in the balcony. I don't know why. Better vantage point. I guess. E- I, eagle, eagle eye view while, while we're on the subject of America. Uh, yes, eagle eye view. Yes, a bald eagle eye view, by the a way. A bald eagle eyed view. I might say. Uh, did, you, did you see the most patriotic headline ever on Reddit, by the way, the other day? No. I actually took a picture of it and sent it to my girlfriend because it was so patriotic. The caption on the article, uh, if it will load, was, quote, Army veteran rescues bald eagle dangling upside down from a rope in 75-foot tree by, quote, mowing down the branches, end quote, with his rifle. An army veteran rescues a bald eagle dangling upside down from a tree by mowing down the branches with his rifle. Hashtag America. That tree had it coming. Probably. So, uh... So you, so you saw Book of Mormon. Yeah, I saw Book of Mormon. Dude, Book of Mormon. was... I, I felt hungover afterwards because I was dried out from crying from laughing so hard. Now, this is the Trey Parker and Matt Stone musical yeah right? this is the south park creators musical that won basically every tony award the year it was released and it was and it it's about mormons like it's about it's about mormons that are mormon missionaries right it's about mormon missionaries yeah yeah okay and that, I, I that is about the extent of my knowledge of the music right and that and honestly i mean i i enjoyed going into it not knowing really anything at all about it so i don't want to spoil anything for the listener the only thing i would recommend is learning a little bit about the mormon religion before going to see it because a couple jokes might be a bit funnier if you know a little bit about the origins but all it really took was a, a quick um a quick reading of the glancing at the wikipedia article and learning a little bit about the origins of the religion do you know anything about the origins of the mormon religion the only thing i know is what was in the south park episode about the origins of the mormon religion which from what i understand is actually relatively accurate do they talk about the golden plates yes that those, those, those are the things that uh that john what's his name joseph 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 but he finds him in a box right doesn't he find him in a box and then he listens to them and they talk to him kind of and that's pretty much yeah and that was that's where he comes up with the idea of the Mormon religion. And when people tell them tell when people told him, "Hey, show us these plates," he said, "No, like they only talk to me." Wasn't that basically what happened? Yeah, pretty much. Joseph Smith. Okay, Joseph Smith. Yeah, because that is what was in the South Park episode. Yeah, that's yeah. what happens. Yeah, I think they handled Mormonism in South Park the same way they handled Scientology, where they just kind of presented it as it was, <laughs> with their animation over the top of it, and they kind of let it speak for itself. Yeah, the thing the thing about it was. When I started reading the Wikipedia article and I got to the golden plates, 
I completely lost it. And I wasn't even at the show yet. And I just I just looked at this article and I go, this is going to be insane. Yeah. So, but what I will say is is in and my girlfriend and I talks about this quite a bit is that it's not it's not cynical or mean-spirited towards Mormonism. It doesn't for example there there are some people that are really fundamental fundamental believers in the Mormon religion in this in this musical but it's it's not like they they're people the kind of people that say oh I really believe in God and then they go around and they commit adultery or they go murder people or they're stealing money or anything like no one is sinning and no one's hypocritical everyone actually believes in these things and acts appropriately and then the the crazy situations that ensue are more a reflection of kind of reality and the way people interact with the world than it is like making fun of the Mormon religion the first three pages of the program at the show had ads taken out by the mormon church that say learn more you've seen the book of mormon now read it and it's got a qr code and i think it's the like the book of mormon.org or something and it's got their website that's kind of interesting. So yeah, and the Mormon Church itself hasn't even really, um, they, I mean, they haven't condemned this. They, you know, they uh, they've in fact a review that came out shortly after the musical said it's surprisingly is can be a surprisingly good edu- like effective educational tool for learning about the Mormon religion. It's just you know interlaced with excessive profanity and uh, sure. and. and some 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 pretty classic South Park humor, and the music itself is very good and very catchy. I have caught myself singing in or humming a couple of the tunes spontaneously around my girlfriend uh, recently. And now, to be to be fair, they've always had great music. I mean, South Park has had tremendous music over the years. Yeah, yeah. And what I didn't realize is one of the creators, I guess, studied music or was writing music before he did South Park. That's unsurprising. Yeah. So. Um, but it's very well done, and if you're a fan of musicals, it's even better because it, the entire thing is making fun of musicals at the same time. Every number is a huge number with just everybody on stage, over-the-top choreography, or it's a it's like a one-person ballad. Like, there's no in-between. Everything is up to 11. So, um, I just, you know, a a lot, I mean, the tickets in Chicago all run basically over a hundred bucks. You're going to pay at least a hundred or 150 for a ticket. Um, that's what they, that's what they were when it was up here as well up in Minnesota. Yeah. And, and every single person I've talked to has said it's worth it. Trust me. And I am going to pass that on to you. So if it comes to Minnesota again, um, I, I, and I know it's a pretty steep date night, but man, there are some uh, money cannot buy happiness, but money can buy you tickets to a thing that will make you very, very, very happy. And it is, yeah. it is very laughing, uh, very laughing. I was very laughing. Very, very, you, you were very laughing. I was so very laughing. Fair. Yes. Uh, very laughing. So anyway, recommend Book of Mormon. Uh, definitely, it was very good. And I guess they're closing it in Chicago in a few weeks to make room for Hamilton, which is coming to town. Yeah, I do. I actually was looking into getting tickets for Hamilton when they went on sale in Chicago. Yeah. How'd that go? To go see it. I think there's actually still some tickets available, but we couldn't we couldn't decide on like a weekend that would actually work because of the way our fall and winter is set up. Yeah, I didn't even know they were going on sale because I'm an idiot and I wasn't paying attention to the news, even though it was everywhere. But yeah, I was a mad rush to get those. I mean Did you did you did you try to buy them? I did not even try. Okay. So I missed the boat on Hamilton, but oh well. So that was one thing you did that was musical related. So 
And that was Thursday. So that was like, the, did you did you take Friday off? No, I didn't. Uh, we we oh. closed a couple hours early on Friday, so it wasn't a full day. So I was I was fine going in. So we go to Book of Mormon Thursday. Friday, I went to the Guns N' Roses Not In This Lifetime tour at Soldier Field. What is Field. that? It's the, what makes it Not In This Lifetime? What does that mean? Because Guns N' Roses is effectively back together. It is, it is Axl Rose. It is Slash. Okay. It is Duff McKagan. It is Mr. Dizzy Reed on the keys. The only original members they're missing are Izzy and uh, Steven Adler, which apparently Steven Adler wasn't... Apparently the new drummer they have is actually kind of better than Adler in some ways, so I guess that's not a big loss. So Izzy not being there is kind of whatever, but the other guitarist that they got to replace him is phenomenal, so it's fine. But it's excellent Slash. And they played at Soldier Field, sold out Soldier Field, 60,000 people, and I got seats on the field... Uh, so I I paid a pretty penny for these as well. This was the most expensive weekend I think I've ever had. Pretty sure. Wow. I yeah, they were they were pretty pretty ridiculous. And uh, you know how much a can of Miller Lite costs at Soldier Field? Now were these like special prices or were these like the standard? I think they Is were standard. Like the, I'm gonna guess for just a can, like a tall boy. Tall boy, yeah. Oh, if a tall boy, I'm gonna guess nine dollars. Eleven twenty-five. That is crazy. For a very expensive can of Miller Lite. Well, they got to make their money somewhere, right? I mean, it's not like they made it on the tickets. That is, they, dude, somebody made some money off those tickets because they were not cheap. And because it sold out, because it sold out Friday, they added another show on Sunday, and I went to that as well. Because travels, because they didn't sell out Sunday. They sold thirty or forty thousand tickets Sunday, and um, so a couple places had specials, and they were basically selling them for half price. So I got one for half price, and Russian John and Will came down from Madison, and we went went for Sunday. But I went with my girlfriend Friday, and then we went back Sunday. That's a lot of Guns and Roses. So Guns and Roses is my favorite band of all time. Yep. Yep. Ever. I think you're on the record saying that. Like, yep, no, bar none. I, I, I am obsessed with Guns N' Roses. The, the GNR, the live album, the two-disc uh, 87 to 93 live album, I used to drive to and from Rockford to Des Moines for college. Every time I drove one way or the other, I would pop in that CD, listen to the whole thing, sing along the whole time. My first custom ringtone on my phone was Sweet Child of Mine, and... I may actually make that my ringtone again. It's a good. That's a good idea. I may do that today. But I am utterly obsessed with Guns N' Roses. I've always said. I've always said. You know, if I win the lottery someday, or or if I ever feel like I need, you know, midlife, whatever. If I ever have some giant expense that I would splurge on, you know, if I won the lottery, I wouldn't buy a Lamborghini. I wouldn't take a $50,000 cruise. I, w- I wouldn't like do any of these things, but I have always said for a decade, I have said this, that if Guns N' Roses ever goes on tour with Axel and Slash, I will pay any amount of money I have to pay for tickets. I would pay $500 for nosebleed tickets if I had to. I paid far less than that for my field seats, fortunately, but, uh, but I am completely obsessed with Guns N' Roses. And I saw Axel perform on the Chinese Democracy Tour in 2008, so I've seen him perform, but it was it's kind of that was kind of Axel and the replacements. 
You know, there was no slash. And, and also, and also, a album that was generally considered pretty bad, right? It was, you know, it was pretty widely panned. I really actually like a few of the tracks on there, and they did play some Chinese Democracy on this tour as well. Um, I actually listened to the album again today because because I was feeling nostalgic, and I was like, yeah, they played a couple tracks; they were good. And uh, I was reminded that yeah, it really wasn't great overall, but there were a few pretty right. solid tracks. I thought okay. So um, so anyway, uh, I, I went in a. It was just it was it was one of the best nights of my life. Straight up, that particular concert. It's just Friday. Um, Sunday was really good too, but you know we were much further back and it wasn't as full. And and I, I thought Axel wasn't quite as on point. But Friday, dude, Friday was like magic. I've heard that. I've heard that Axel. So I, Guns and Roses, I can kind of take or leave, right? In terms of a, in terms of a band, uh, certainly like wouldn't spend hundreds of dollars myself to go see them. But I understand the people that do. I get that. But I've heard that Axel as a performer, you either get good axel or bad axel like he is either phenomenal live or he is like awful <laughs> and really there's not a lot of in between you know i don't know from what i understand uh, on the chinese democracy tour he was not hitting all of his crazy notes he would always hit in in the old albums and, and i thought oh maybe his voice isn't his range has decreased yeah. over the years um and on on Sunday, I I really thought he was a little off in the 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 acoustic. The audio wasn't great, I, honestly. The audio setup. I, I mean, the first half how hour. Do you, I mean, how do you make a good audio to fill an entire football stadium? Yeah, like that's really hard to do, right? Right, right, right. But I mean, the mic was extremely. He had to be if he wasn't if the mic wasn't basically in his mouth, it wasn't picking it up very well. So there was a lot of little tail things he here and there lost. Yeah. Um, it, depending on the day, but Friday I thought he nailed it. I mean, I, like I mean Friday he just sure he got to these points and you know he's doing Welcome to the Jungle, doing his scream and love it or hate it. And you said you're not a GNR guy, and there are a lot of people that aren't. But yeah. whatever you think of Axel's voice, no one in the world in history has ever had a voice like Axel Rose. It's it's the most distinct voice that there is, I think. In rock that and could roll. Be. I, I mean, I, when he does his scream, there is there's nothing like it. There's it's there's like a velcro sound in the back of his throat that comes out with it, and it just explodes. And his range is crazy. I thought he kicked ass. Um, but honestly, and uh, a lot of the reviews are writing this. Slash was the highlight of the show. Slash watching Slash shred some of those solos and putting him up on the big jumbo screens. The guy is. I can't even explain how good he is. Just, I mean, that's something you don't lose, right? Like, I, I mean, you can maybe lose some speed in your fingers, but it's not like your voice. Your, vo- your voice will eventually, as you age, will eventually go out. You will not be able to sing the way that you used to. That just is something that happens. But generally, in terms of, like, instruments, you can you don't lose that ability. So that totally makes sense. Right. And I mean, he's always been a great guitarist. He's he's a virtuoso dude, and, and it's so interesting to me because of how good he is. Right, he's flying up and down the frets. Like, I mean, you can barely even follow his fingers on the screen. And I was talking to Casey about this. And I just think it's so strange. His technical ability is on par, probably, with some of the best musicians in the world possibly in the classical world like uh, somebody in the chicago symphony or somebody in uh uh you, you know new york philharmonic or something like that or like a yo-yo ma 
uh, they hone their craft and they become a master of them. And and Slash is pretty much on that level, but instead of playing in a tuxedo for stuffy crowds at concerts and symphonies, he's wearing a top hat and sunglasses and shredding rock and roll and pretty much being a rock a rock god, right? And I mean, I think the 15 years of heroin and cocaine probably helped a probably, lot. Probably, but isn't that with that? But isn't it was, that interesting when you think about it? You know, if 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 any if any musician had just chosen electric guitar to perfect and hone their craft at and learn to shred instead of learning how to do really fast arpeggios from Brahms or or Vivaldi or whatever, like the difference in lifestyle that that brings with it. As a musician, I thought you'd I don't know maybe relate to that a little. Yeah, yeah, I I suppose like the the history of the the, the guitar though, like. It didn't really become. It's. I mean, it's always been like the acoustic guitar has always been like a very classical instrument that people have played. But the guitar really didn't come come into its own as a as a solo instrument until it was started to get implemented in rock and roll and pop music. Like before that, it was an ancillary string instrument, right. like many other string instruments. So like when you know when rock and roll was really coming about, if you wanted to. If you wanted to be like a rock and roll star, you would play the guitar or the bass guitar or the drums because those were the instruments of rock and roll. You didn't have a lot of other choice. You couldn't be you couldn't be a saxophone virtuoso right. in a in a rock right. and roll band. So like what came first, right? Like the the allure of that culture or the allure of that instrument? It's tough to say. I would think probably the instrument because you probably have to start that when you're young and you're probably not Maybe, well, actually, maybe not. Like, maybe it, maybe it was the rock and roll lifestyle that seems really appealing, and then it's like, oh, I need to play guitar. I guess there are plenty of people that are influenced by their by their rock stars that uh, want to pick up instruments. Yeah, like Yeah, that makes sense. It just, I just, it just struck me several times during the concert. I'm just like, what if Slash had decided to study saxophone? He'd be some great saxophonist. Oh, he'd probably shred. And he'd probably shred on the shred saxophone. saxophone. He'd shred at heart, but he wouldn't be slashed. You, you know what? I've known saxophone majors. He'd probably be doing a podcast, a video game, a lifestyle he'd podcast. Probably, he'd probably doing. He'd probably be doing a lifestyle podcast in mm. his room. Interesting. I'll have to check that out. Also, yeah. a uh, fan comments. I've never been able to tell the difference between Steven Tyler and Axl Rose. That's fair. He does sound kind of similar, but yeah, I find Steven Tyler more annoying myself. <laughs> really. Just like, just like in general, oh, his voice just for it does something to me. It, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but it's yeah. And and I'm talking about even like old Steve Tyler when Steven Tyler like actually had a really good voice. It's still just the way he sings just does something to me that just it's like nails on a chalkboard, man. I can't do it, and I don't get that. I don't get that with Axl Rose. I actually, I actually, I like Axl Rose's voice. Like he's fun to listen to. November Rain, man. Oh, but you don't like November Rain, right? You're one of the not not a huge yeah, fan of that song. I still no. find that odd. You, you've, you, a couple people have said that that they don't like November Rain. G- g- generally, it's like for me, it's just Appetite for Destruction, and that's kind of that's kind of where my like the songs that I like from Guns N' Roses kind of starts and ends. To be perfectly honest, that's fair. And even then, and even then, there's some songs on that album that I'm not like a hundred percent fond of. But I, I still, you know, I get it. Like I get why people like them. Well, they did an instrumental cover of "Wish You Were Here" by Pink Floyd. That's and pretty cool. uh, that's a great that's yeah, a great for song. One of their on- that's actually one of their best songs. <laughs> for one of their encores, uh, they did uh, the Who. I mean, the Seeker by the Who. 
Yeah, they covered okay. The Seeker. And at one point, Slash did a cover of The Godfather theme. It was right. unbelievable. I'll try to find a decent quality YouTube video of it. What was the other cool thing? Uh, about an and they played for almost three hours straight. I mean, they bring it. Yeah. They, uh, they've got the stamina. And, and I've read a couple of reviews, and they're like, oh, Axel kept going backstage to take breaks. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, he just isn't 20 years old anymore and totally, completely out of it on cocaine and heroin. So he's older, and he can't sing straight for three hours. But... He still did a pretty solid show, and he was running back and sure. forth across the stage. He must have run six miles during that concert. I mean, he was running back and forth across the length of a, you know the width of a football field the whole time. It was awesome. Um, but dude, Slash's uh, Godfather theme was unbelievable. It was just uh, stupid. And you know who opened was Allison Chains, which I was excited about. I like Allison Chains a lot. I missed a bunch of their uh, their set on Friday because we just had terrible traffic problems, but. Sunday, I caught their whole show, and you know, because the, the lead singer Allison Change is is has passed away, but the guy that got yeah. to replace him many times did sound strikingly similar, which surprised sure. me. And and Russian John was with us. He is a big Allison Change fan, and he really really liked the lead singer. And even he was like, "Damn, he kind of actually sounds like him a lot." For some sure. of this, so uh, but that was good. So it was good, but so after the show. We, so after the show, we were walking under an underpass on the way back to Soldier Field's kind of on the lake and you have to walk a bit to get to civilization again. And we're walking under this tunnel and everyone started chanting USA. And Casey looked at me like a deer in headlights. And I think she thought we were going to get mobbed. And she, she kind of leaned over. She's like, we're at a Trump rally. Why? 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 Why were, we, why were they chanting USA? Was exactly. It the 4th of July? No, no it was July first. They just apparently were feeling very patriotic. Oh well, it was it was Fourth of July weekend. Maybe they were celebrating the I whole guess. weekend. Yes, and there was another USA chant that broke out in the stadium after the show on Sunday. So, well, I think Guns and Roses are. You know, I think they they may attract that demographic. <laughs> I agree. Pat- patriots. Patriots. We'll call them. I think that they attract patriots so to their many concerts. Patriots. So like. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. You know what? I they, they, I strike them in the same vein as wrestling fans, also patriots. Oh, oh, yeah, probably some of them, yeah. Yeah, I think that there's some crossover there. So, yeah, I think they were just, they had patriots at their concert. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so like, I'm not surprised at all by the so, anyway, anyway, If Guns N' Roses, their tour is just beginning. If they're coming to your city I, and you like any of their music, I recommend going. Because even if you're not a fan, because Blake went with his girlfriend on Friday, and he's not a huge GNR fan, I don't think. And sure. when I saw him after the show, I was like, what did you think? And he was like, that was amazing. And a lot of it is, I mean, Slash played so many solos. He he got a lot of solo sure. time. And like I said, man, he can shred like it was, there were moments, and I, and I was so in the moment the entire time, just totally blown away. Yeah. Uh, Casey was saying, she's like, you know, it's an immersive experience when not a single person has their phone out. And that was the Godfather theme when he was, he's a minute into the Godfather theme and just everyone is just completely engrossed. But a few people closer to the back, fortunately still took cell phone video. There are a lot of idiots that just take cell phone video concerts. And I appreciate that they exist because then I don't have to, but 
I didn't take my phone out the entire concert. That's a pretty common thing, though. To take I'm at a concert. Video. I don't want to take a video of the concert. I just want to be it. A... You don't have to. You don't have to. The people I want behind to, you exactly. Did. I want to live in the moment. I I don't under. I I just live in the moment, man. People, listener, country, Kingsman. Did Did you just man me? Listen, man. man. This guy. All right. This guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Good for you. That sounds like a very patriotic experience. I'm glad that you could celebrate uh, our the the great the birth of our nation, yeah. really, with uh, in the traditional way of uh, going to see Guns N' Roses play live. I'm considering flying to San Francisco to see them in August. I'm like I'm legit. I'm obsessed. It was I, it was it was like it was like a. Consi- I mean, I mean, Axel's pr- Axel's probably the kind of guy that should be dead by now, right? So like, I would see them as frequently as you could because who knows. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I mean, he didn't live the healthiest lifestyle for the longest time. He probably still is. It was isn't. a religious experience for me. I, I would, I would, and without hyperbole, I would actually say it was a religious experience for me. You, I mean, you bow to the shrine of Axel and Slash. I That's do, okay. So I don't know. Anyway, I, it, yeah, it was it was quite the euphoric weekend. Um, but I, I do have one other kind of more nerdy thing to to, to discuss from this weekend that, that will interest you, if we may shift yeah, to a I, new segment I, or a diff. Well, we've done this segment before, but it's new to this episode. It's called oddities. Uh, oddities. Beep beep boop boop boop. I don't know why that was a robot <laughs> sound. Are robots are robots odd? I, I don't know. Uh, at the Music Box Theater in Chicago, they were showing an anime. From nineteen, is this like a is this like a hippy dippy theater? Yeah. Like a okay, like do they serve granola and vegan no, bites? No, in the but lobby? they have they got a seventy millimeter screen specifically to show the Hateful Eight, and then they had a seventy millimeter film festival. They show Hitchcock. I've that's... seen silent movies there. They have an organ, and okay, they have a pretty, silent yeah, movie pretty... there with a live organist once a week. That's pretty. That's pretty hippie. That's pretty hipster. Um, that's okay. Apparently, there's nothing apparently wrong with from that. Max, and some people saw the Cowboy Bebop movie there. Sure, so makes sense. The uh, we saw the Bella we saw Belladonna of Sadness, which is a 1973 feature film. Seventy three, yeah, very seventies. I huh. would describe it as a psychedelic. Oh, oh, oh and it was an anime. Was, you didn't mention anime. that. It's an anime, Japanese animation. Yes, that's an important Bushi point. production and distributor Nippon Herald Films. It, I would describe it as a psychedelic 70s pornographic adventure fantasy. <laughs> it kind of sounds like a genre of video game. Yeah, uh, the Wikipedia says it follows the story of Jean, a peasant woman who is raped, which leads to her being accused of witchcraft, and is notable for its graphic and suggestively erotic, violent, and psychedelic imagery. It was weird. Okay, I mean, sometimes... Japanese animation or anime, as it is colloquially colloquially called here in the states, I think because of Japanese culture can be a little weird. I think that they become they're a little more cerebral in their storytelling, right? That's like a general theme in anime. They're mu- they're yeah they're much more allegorical when they when they create stories, and it's just they they tell stories in a different way than American culture. Uh, yes, the narratives are very different than American narratives. And they've kind of always yeah. been that way. I mean, that's... That, right. And so, like, that makes sense that this may have not been, like, a standard story. Right, not a standard story, and it, it, was, it was very, very good. Have you ever seen any 70s films with psychedelic segments? You know, maybe they're, they're, they're playing the, 
yeah. the little drums or whatever. They had, they're just doing a lot of symbols. In, in yeah, I mean, in two thousand one, a space odyssey. There's a very famous scene near the end that is twenty minutes without talking of basically just a psychedelic drug trip. So, have you seen any of those in more of a seventies context, like with the seventies music? I th- that was late sixties, right? I mean, it was it was but, similar. But I mean, like seventies, like, like jazz shuffle rock kind of like very generic kind of stereotypical. I guess no, probably not. Not that I can think of. Okay, but basically, Sim, I'm sh- you probably have, and it would be exactly like what you're talking about with 2001, but with different music. There was a lot of that in this. It, it felt there. Was, it felt like the, a very a lot of 70s American influences really came through a lot. But the animation sure. was phenomenal, and it is about yeah this couple that gets married in the kingdom and in the castle. She's either raped or gang raped. It's hard to know. And then there's more sex later, and then there's this demon that appears and looks like a penis. It is a th- basically the devil is is um, is represented by a penis monster that is at first small and then gets larger and does various suggestive things. Like then there's they do. lots of more sex, and then there's lots of group sex. And Russian John described it as the first hentai. I don't think it's really porn. But it's very sexual, very sexual. There's, and there's a lot of sex. So sexual, very weird. I liked it a lot. I want it. Yeah, sure. And it could have been the drugs I was on. So I did a different drug for each show I went to this weekend. So right, Friday like I was on. God, I don't know. Name a drug. Well, you tied one. You tied, tied one, one off. Tied one um, from my butt. You t- you- and then Saturday for this anime, I was on. Uh, uh, LS mushrooms, heroin, yes. and then Sunday was the beer uh, enema. So really, whatever that means, I was on it. I, I usually just do vodka tampons myself, but the beer enema—that so sounds like something that I've I could heard get into. Whiskey tampons taste better. So I don't think you taste any of them, right? I mean, they just kind of go up your butt. I think they just—they just you just kind of don't. You're supposed taste to put them. the tampons in I'm, your butt. You're doing it wrong. You're just supposed to swallow not. the tampon like most normal people. I think if you swallow it, you end up with a cotton gut. I don't think that's what you want. Is that a euphemism? Cotton gut? Cotton gut. Yeah. No, Why that's what they call it. Why is half of your face now covered? Are you trying to be a no, ninja no. now that we're talking about anime by covering under your nose? Uh, <laughs> no, I actually... So I, I thought that I might sound better if I get up closer to my mic and don't move around as much. <laughs> And so I'm trying to do kind of like a side, kind of like a side thing where I don't move because I can be kind of right next to the to the spit screen and you, on the you mic. Sound you know, great. the audio does the audio sounds wonderful, but can you can't you tilt your your webcam down? Sure. Yeah. Here. That's All right. Perfect. That is not. That's you know what? That's better. Let's go with that. That's so much better. I know it is. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm just here for you. So yeah. Uh, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. You kind of look like a a veteran broadcaster now. I'm I'm learning from the best. It's not you. I'm not learning from you. I'm learning from the best. You used to make fun of me for covering part of my mouth with a pop filter. And now look at you. Look at you now. I'll never have the setup that you have. I I don't have the arm that I can bring in. It looks really official. All right. Sorry. A listener requested that we uh, we pan my camera as well. So we're going to do that. Okay. And there we go. That's a better look for you, actually. Oh wait, no. Thank you. Actually, no. Your hair is real bad today. My hair is great. What are you talking it's about? It's real bad today. 
Well, I kept it long because my girlfriend wants me to keep it long, but I I need to get it cut because the gel isn't. It's too heavy for the gel to lift. You know. Do what I mean? you remember when you had hair that was like down to your shoulders? Yeah. Yeah, I you've do. had hair like that before. I have. That's actually true. Yeah. The listener just thinks that we're. No, we're, it was real long. You had real long. You're hair. just joshing me. It was shoulder length. Here, I have a picture of it right here. Let me get it. So. Um, while Cody is away and uh, getting pictures of his hair, which for some reason he keeps, for some reason he keeps pictures of his hair within immediate reach of his desk, which is it's uh, just three really, feet, just really three feet, really weird. Um, there you go, go. super impressive. Look at that. It's really, look at that beauty. Ah, uh, we. This is this is a YouTube exclusive. The audio listener cannot see this beautiful hair. Gotta go to youtube.com slash unqualified podcast. When this episode is posted, um, th- this event that, that is going on right now will already be over, but Cody and I, every year, twice a year, because it's a semi-annual event, um, watch a speedrunning video game marathon that is uh, hosted on Twitch. It's hosted by uh, Games Done Quick. That's the name of the... I think it's a... Ch- it's not... Is it a charity or is it just an organization? I'm, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a direct charity, but what they do is they raise money for charity by doing two seven day uh, marathons of video games. It's literally a twenty four hour stream for seven days of a number of video games that speedrunners partake uh, participate in. If you if you don't know anything about speedrunning, it's basically just from the the point in a video game in which you are given control to the point of the video game at the end of the video game when control is taken from you, that amount of time in between, these people are competing to get the fastest time. So the smallest amount of time in between when you are given control and when control is taken from you at the end of the game. It's like the, That's the base rule for all of the games. And what they do is, over these two marathons, they raise money for a variety of charities. I think generally the one in the summer goes towards Doctors Without Borders. That's the one that they've done for the past couple of years. That's what they're raising for right now. Over the winter times, they do some cancer organization. Uh, they've done a couple of different cancer organizations. I don't know which one's off the top of my head, but they've raised money for a couple. Um, but it's really cool. They generally raise over, I think over the past three or four, they've raised over a million dollars at each of the week-long events, which is really cool. And even if you just have a very casual interest in video games... I think it's worth checking out. And again, this summer event is probably going to be done by the time that this episode goes up. You can go check it out on games at gamesdonequick.com. They're going to have, they'll have links to the the video, the videos of the various runs that happened. Um, the runs are super interesting because there's always a runner and then there will, they will either do commentary or they will have people. And this is the typical setup is they'll actually have people behind them, not playing the game that are doing commentary over their run to explain what's going on because they are so focused on what they are doing. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's a really cool way that they raise money and it's a, it's a form of video games of it's a, it's a way to play video games that the average video game player will never participate in ever. Like Cody and I, even though we love playing video games and have loved them all our lives, will never get into the idea of a speed run of anything. I can, Almost 100% guarantee that. You know I'm a freak, though. I might at some point. So it's just a really interesting, different way that video games are played. And it, they're raising so much money for these cool charities. And that's it's just it's really cool. So uh, check it out when you... Uh, check out, Go to gamesdonequick.com and check it out when you listen to this episode. 
uh, and just take a look at the kind of stuff that they yeah, do. Yeah, it's uh, this year. It's July fifth through ninth, and today, this afternoon, as I was watching the, I think it was, I think it was July third. It's been going on for a couple of days now. Uh, what did I say? Oh fifth. yeah, July, yeah. Well, today is the fifth, so that's wrong. July fifth through the ninth. So yeah, that we the week of Fourth uh, of July. When I was watching it earlier today, they announced that they reached eight million dollars in total donations. For charity across over, all of over the course of yeah. all their events, that's that is awesome. So that is really all cool. these speedrunners come and do it for free, and it it is really cool. And it, it's it I love giving video games in the video game community and gamers positive press because you often just hear that they're mean because there's a lot of negative garbage, a lot out of there. negative stuff. But hey, there's people good gamers doing good, and this is some of it. How is your four job fiesta doing, by the way? You're participating, Jonathan, in a charity based activity where you are given a party of characters in Final Fantasy V and right. uh, you follow that on Twitter. I haven't seen you tweet about that lately. Did you f- because there's there's It's charity, because right? it's because I'm so I am basically exclusively playing. Yeah, it uh I believe it goes to it's either one up or um extra life. I think are the charities that it that it goes towards when they donate. But um, yeah, it's just an event where you're given a party of, of four different job classes out of the 20-ish different job classes that are in Final Fantasy V, and those are the only job classes you can use in your run of the game. Um, the reason why you haven't seen updates from me is because I exclusively play it at lunch at work. So I get a half an hour lunch every day, and I'm I'm only playing it at lunch, which I don't have internet access uh, when, I'm, when I'm at lunch. And so um, I can't tweet updates on it but it's actually going very well i have all four classes unlocked um i'm in there's four worlds in the game i am currently working through the second world of it it's ever since i got like the third class that i had that i rolled it's actually been going really well um i foresee a few challenges throughout the run but i think my team i think this may be the first year where i have a team where i feel like i can complete the game which the past i've done this is the third year i've done it now in the past two years I really feel like I haven't had a team that I that I personally could finish the game with. So I'm pretty excited. I think I'm going to be able to finish it this year. And how can people... Where's the money coming? Because there is... It's not a huge... It's not as big as Games Done Quick, but they raise five or 600 bucks for charity a year usually, right? They raise more than that. Um, the money comes from just base donations. So you can just donate because you're participating in the run and you donate. During the um, before before they donate, there's there's one class in the game called Berserker where uh, you don't you don't get control of your character at all. They simply do this do whatever action they want to do, um, and it's generally considered a difficult class to play with because you have no control over them. And so for every I want to say it's five dollars that's donated at the very start before the before the four job fiesta even starts. For every five dollars, they add a Berserker to the Berserker risk pool. And then if you decide to do a Berserker run, you you enroll in that as a Berserker Risk run. And depending on the number of Berserkers that are in the, the Berserker Risk pool, you have the possibility of getting Berserker as a class. So the more money that they raise, the higher the chance that you're going to get Berserkers if you participate in that run. You can spend, I think it's $10 to change any one class that you have been given to another class in the game. So they raise money that way. Um, and then there's other donation incentives too, that I want to say that they hit too. They've got speedrunners that run at the very start of the four job fiesta. Um, 
and are given a set of a set of character classes and then people can bid on those for the character classes that those that those speedrunners have to use. So that's a way that they raise money. So they've got all these little incentives here and there to raise money for the for the event. That's super cool. Gamers doing good, man. It is. That's cool. I never participate because Final Fantasy V sucks. It's actually one of it's the It's a best hard game. It's too hard. I only said ones. that so that Max can make fun of me because I know he's going to eventually hear this, and he does not think it's that hard. He wants me to ask about the Quad Zerker run. The game, from what he told me, and I don't think he was lying to me, the game has been completed with a four Berserker party, which means you literally wouldn't have input at all. So I don't know how that works, but apparently that was a thing. Sounds even dumber. Yeah. I will slip Final Fantasy V as the best villain of the Final Fantasy series. He's comically evil. Like he's like, like he's it's comical how over the top evil he is. Yeah, yeah. X Death. His name is yeah. X Death, and then he turns into Neo X Death, which sounds pretty ominous too. Yeah, right. It's pretty ridiculous. Well, cool. Well, good luck on your run. I hope that goes well. You don't have an internet. You you don't have a phone. You can tweet from. Oh, I do, but then I'm like taking a picture of my iPad and then uploading that picture. Like that seems kind of silly. That seems awesome. Maybe I'll do that. Take a screenshot on your iPad and then just upload it later. Yeah, I could do that. Maybe I'll do that. Do that. I'll do that. I'll do. I'll start updating that way. And then you can do a blindfolded Castlevania Symphony of the Night speed run. How's that? It sounds really difficult and something I really don't think I ever want to do. Also, but something I... that actually happened during Summer Games Done Quick. Someone literally beat Castlevania Symphony of the Night in just over an hour, blindfolded. It doesn't really make any sense to me. Uh, people are, man, gamers. Gamers, am I right? It's crazy. Hey, where can, where can people find us? Those are some good oddities, John. Those are some good oddities. Thanks for, uh, thanks for uh, talking. Being odd. For being odd. Yeah, there's that. Hey, uh, you can find us on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageek.com. I'm actually going to be at a podcasting conference the next two days called Podcast Movement. Uh, send me a Christmas card. I used to have it here. Do you have a picture of your long hair handy? Yeah, that, that's over there, though. Anyway, I'm going to Podcast Movement Chicago next uh, couple days. It's actually this week, and hopefully we'll, we'll network with people and blah, blah, blah. Mostly I'll just promo the Gunna Geek Network. Uh, and this Friday, I am guest hosting Game Life Balance Australia. Oh, really? I am. <laughs> This Wednesday, this Friday. Well, this weekend. I don't, I don't know when he's posting it. But so uh, when? So when do you have to wake up to host that? I will be getting online at eight o'clock Friday night. So this was actually a good timing for the, this to happen. Uh, AC, one of the hosts of Game Life Balance Australia, his wife just had a child, so he is busy parenting, as happened with Jonathan back when we did our video game podcast, and he had a baby. We kind of took a little break. Uh, uh, from the regular scheduling program, uh, and and Rob is trying to find guest hosts, so he asked me. And so this so this Friday night, so my girlfriend actually just uh, left the country. She's headed to Spain for for a month uh, to get I, away from you. Yeah, I will be joining her in in a couple in, in the next couple weeks. I'll be in Spain for a few weeks, um, but in the meantime, like this coming weekend, I have no plans, and she's gone. So at eight o'clock this Friday night will be, I believe, 11 a.m. Saturday time in Australia. So That's some weird time travel stuff I right know, there. I know. It's really weird. Uh, there, there's like 17 hours ahead, I think it is. Or uh, yeah, there would be... Or 15 uh-huh. hours, I think. 15 or 17 or something. But anyway, um, 
So that's pretty uh, interesting. We'll see how worlds collide and how Google Hangouts can handle connecting two people literally about as far away from each other in the world as possible. Sure. Will be really interesting. Uh, but anyway, I don't know when that'll go up, but but I'm going to do that. And, and and hopefully in the process, talk Rob into joining the Gunna Geek Network, which is a network of podcasts that we are a part of. There are some other great podcasts that you should check out, such as Tyrion's Landing, which is the Game of Thrones podcast on the Gunna Geek Network. You should check out episode 108, The Winds of Winter, in which Rachel, Nikki, and Jeannie talk wildfire, dragons, and timing in The Winds of Winter. Rachel discusses ranking the episodes and one actor's experiences on set, and Nikki talks hate, which I will leave vague as it is written because that's a good tease. And uh, what else is going up on the oh, excuse me, GunnaGeek.com uh, network? It looks like not a ton of other uh, new stuff uh, necessarily updated on this spreadsheet because some some podcasts are probably taking some time, uh, some weeks off from. From holidays, Independence Day. Oh, uh, summer, summertime. Summertime. Is a slow you know, slow so down for everything. It'll slow down a bit, but uh, Tyrion's Landing is still, still going strong. So check out that. And one other podcast-related plug I wanted to put out there. Oh, and uh, so I mentioned I'll be in Madrid. So two weeks from this week, you will hear a an episode. Uh, John and I actually recorded uh, last week with our friend Brad about Final Fantasy fourteen. So you've heard John and I mention Final Fantasy XIV a couple times on, on this podcast. We go full gamer in the next episode you'll hear on the Gunna Geek Network and on WGMplus.com and on our iTunes. It's basically feed. all we've been playing. Yeah, it's it's legit. It's like I got home from work tonight, played it. I'm going to play it after this, hopefully. Um, yeah. The other thing uh, is if you are really impatient and you really want to hear that Final Fantasy fourteen episode, you can check it out on our YouTube channel. Uh, when we record an episode on YouTube, it goes directly on YouTube, and you can watch it immediately after it's posted. That's unedited and uncut, and the quality is a little lower on the audio, but if you're fine, if you just cannot wait to get more of me and John... Then YouTube's the place to go. But if you want, also, I don't blame you, right? So I don't blame. Yeah. So, uh, but if you if you're patient and you want to wait for the digitally remastered with the sound effects and the segment intros and, and all the, and all that, then uh, you'll hear Final Fantasy fourteen in a couple weeks. Then when I get back from Spain, uh, right at the beginning of August, John and I will have a lot of things to talk about. So I'm excited. You're gonna have a whole trip to Spain to talk about. You'll have a whole trip to Vegas to talk about. I will, uh, and then we're gonna have. Oh God, that's going to be a tough episode to record, isn't it? <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. We'll, we'll talk about why. I'm going to be jet lagged, and you're going to be Vegas coming back from Vegas. Yeah, also jet lagged. We'll call it jet lag. Yeah, we'll call it jet lag. As usual, everybody, thank you for listening to the Game Life Balance US podcast, the American edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode, and leave us a review if you really want to make our day. You can find us on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageek.com or on the official podcast network of Chicago's WGN Radio at wgnplus.com. Learn more about Game Life Balance, including contact information and links to our sister show in Australia at gamelifebalance.us. I'm getting better at reading that. I, you know, I, I have to like slow down at work too, like to to get people to understand me more clearly and i think that that's helping i think that's helping yeah but you forgot to say back to you cody america because well normally you do the back to you cody part but then the america because it's uh our our independence 
Freedom isn't free, John. Freedom isn't free. That's not actually an air horn sound. What is it? I mean, that's that's like the fake air horn sound, but air horns don't actually sound like that. I think, and I could be wrong, but I think that you're talking to yourself and nobody's home So nobody ever told you, baby, how it was going to be. But if it happened to you, baby, get to have to wait and see. I don't know why you found that amusing. It was Lewis. <laughs> 